3: We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big Eight Seventy. Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon Bobby A. Bear on our Oakwood Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line. Brandon Lang from BrandonLang.com. Brandon, we are down to two games left, and so uh, I'll throw it to you right off the bat. NFC Championship Game: Eagles versus Forty Nine ers.
0: Well, first of all, I just want to say that I am a Andy Reid coaching stupidity away from being a perfect. <laughs> Being a perfect five and zero in the NFL playoffs at BrandonLine.com. So, uh, (laughs) thanks, Andy. Appreciate it. Um, They get the interception. They're going to run up the clock. They run for six yards on first down. He's second and four, and he uses the pass play there to pick up four yards. We probably could have ran it twice to pick up the first down. And then the next series of plays, you got the <laughs> pass play to Tony to pick up that first down. Then they take a knee game's over. No, Andy's got to figure out a way to give him the ball back in the minute five and let him go kick that field goal that buried the world. That's it's it. Truly so. Thanks, Andy. I know you're banned from all the buffets here in Vegas. Uh, Lynn, <laughs> Olazio. So uh, thanks, buddy. See you on campus. So here we go. Um, NFC. A couple of things to think about. First and foremost, and Bobby can get on this too. What what protects your secondary if your secondary can be beat? What protects it?
4: Well, protects your secondary. if The secondary can be beat. Um, yeah. Now, uh, get after the quarterback. Right. Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you got to yeah. get after Sorry. the opposing quarterback and force him into mistakes.
0: The San Francisco 49ers secondary has given up more pass plays of 25 yards or more than any team in the NFL. Let's take you back to the game in Las Vegas. Jared Stidman comes off the bench, hadn't played all year. Most he did was play craps at Bellagio and <laughs> visit a few strip bars while he's holding the clip bar for a car all year. Steps off the bench. And the San Francisco 49ers did not sack Mr. Stidham one time. And what Mr. Stidham do against that great number one defense? Oh, my God, they're incredible. 23 of 34 for 364 yards and three touchdowns. So I say to you, they are going against the best offensive line they are going to see all year long. The hey, Giants didn't stiff didn't sniff our boy Jalen Hurts all night long. So with that being said, boys, I'm here to tell you that the Philadelphia Eagles are going to say goodbye to Mr. Brock Purdy, because on the other side of the ball, Brock Purdy has faced three defenses that rank in the top four of pressuring the quarterback. He's had his worst three games in his seven starts on Sunday he is seeing the number one D-line that gets pressure on the quarterback, the Philadelphia Eagles. He's also played only two road games in this little run of seven wins. At Seattle, where he's literally a drop pick six away from losing that game, and then the game in Las Vegas where he, he, was, he was okay, but that's against a Raider defense that can't play. So here's the question on the table for you and your listeners. If Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick in the NFL draft, goes on the road against this defense and plays a game in the NFC Championship game and gets his team to the Super Bowl, I'll tip my cap, rip up my ticket, throw it in the garbage and say, well done, Mr. Purdy. It ain't happening, bro. You got a better chance seeing God come to your studio right now with Michael Jordan and seven of the hottest strippers you've ever seen, and that ain't happening. <laughs> Philadelphia minus the two and a half. They're my best bet.
4: Now, uh, you know, Brandon, um uh- You've probably witnessed this before. Uh, obviously, you know always look at who's practicing, who's heard, who's available, probable, and all that. All oh, they're out. Uh, what's your take on, on how Vegas views this? That all of a sudden it's in Kansas City, and all of a sudden the Bengals are favored, and then we watch uh, the media goes out there. Patrick Mahomes it looks like he's not limping. Now all of a sudden, now the Chiefs are favored. So what's your take on the whole perception? Now it's, uh, you know, a point or two, whatever. Uh, you know, it looks like almost a pick em type game. Uh, but have you witnessed that before?
3: Brandon, the other thing yeah. with that is how much the public sort of changed, too, once they saw that on, say, television and Reddit or on the Internet or whatever, their money being placed on that game.
0: It wasn't the public. It was the sharp yep. betters money. Um, when the line moves that quickly, when it first comes out, so Kansas City opened up a two-and-a-half-point favorite, and the Sharps in Vegas hit it so hard and went down to minus one right. in a blink of an eye. And then they just got bet in Cincinnati after, after the money started to move. And with that being said, at the end of the day, the line is irrelevant to the matchup between these two teams. You don't accidentally beat a team three in a row. You beat them because you're a matchup nightmare. Would you agree that the Kansas City defense could not stop Trevor Lawrence and the Jags receivers?
3: Yeah, no, I, I, I would say. The you... Jaguars stopped themselves. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Absolutely. So now you're telling me Steve Spagnuolo is going to get in that defensive room and in a week – take a magic potion, fairy dust, put it in a little bowl, and be like, hey, we're going to show up and we're going to defend Lamar Jamar Chase and Higgins and Boyd, and we're going to be great on Sunday. Steve, your secondary sucks. It sucks all year. That's why you're 6-10 you're and 10 against the spread, because you can't get stops, my man. You just can't. It's a matchup nightmare. They can't defend Cincinnati. The the second year with two rookies back there, it was embarrassing that Trevor Lawrence went into there, a guy that's thrown 179 interceptions, played an air-free game, and if not for the fumble at the five-yard line, we're not talking about the Chiefs. We're talking about the Jags. All Cincinnati does, boys, is cover the number and make you money. And all DeMar Hamlin did was delay the inevitable on Monday night that they were going to blow him out that night and they blew out Buffalo on Sunday. They're legit, boys. They're legit. They're a different, they're a different team altogether. They're popping off with their swagger because they know they're going to go in there and win. They know they're better than Kansas City, and they know they can beat Kansas City. And Patrick Mahomes can't beat Joe Burrow, and you're going to see it again on Sunday. Oh, the, the, you know, that's what I was going to ask Bob. you,
4: Brandon. Uh, look, look, okay, um, look, to me, he could be the MVP – and look at all the uh, great accomplishments that Pat Mahomes has done. But I know as a competitor and as a player, this would obviously be a thorn in his side if he's not able to come out on top. He's winless in three tries against Joe Burrow. And that includes last year's AFC title game. Uh, you'd say down the stretch that uh, Mahomes played poorly. They were up 21-3 and they lost 27-24 in overtime. I mean, it's amazing to me in the fourth quarter, if you look at those games, how the Bengals are peaking and the Chiefs are, are, are crashing and burning. Bobby,
0: Patrick Mahomes is two Chris Jones batted balls away from not winning that Super Bowl. People forget Patrick Mahomes played like garbage in the Super Bowl for three quarters. He made one good pass. A Tyree kill on the post corner and hit it and ignited that drop. And then garoppolo has got Samuel open and he's got uh, the tight end open on right. uh, both those plays on the Kittle open and Chris Jones tips. Wide open. Both third downs on those two possessions. Wide open gets batted down. Then he goes to the Super Bowl against Tampa Bay and plays like garbage again. And then he's gifted an offsides penalty. Which, which sent New England to the Super Bowl, and then he loses a 21-3 lead at home. But, yeah, people treat this guy like he's the second coming of Jesus Christ. He's a hell of a talent, boys. He's a hell of a talent. I'm telling you right now, he's a hell of a talent. But as a winner, when the chips are the line and you've got to step up in big-time games and big-time moments, give me Joe Cool every day of the week. Think about this. He wins the national championship for LSU. He gets hurt his rookie year. The next year he takes him to the Super Bowl, and this year he's going to take him to the Super Bowl. People are going to have to take a step back when Joe Burrows goes in there on Sunday and he beats Patrick Mahomes again. They're going to have to accept the fact that Joe Burroughs is a better NFL quarterback than Patrick Mahomes. And when it's all said and done, and I hope I'm still alive when I say this <laughs> 10 years from now, Joe Burroughs is going to win more Super Bowls than Patrick Mahomes. Oh, I'm telling you right now.
4: Hello. Uh, you, you, uh, that, that is music to LSU fans. is there. Uh, Because I'm telling you what, I have never witnessed all the great LSU players. They, they go here and there, north and south, east and west, in the National Football League. But Joe Burrow? Joe Burrow is a different individual. Joe Burrow's the man. <laughs> yeah. How LSU Why? fans think like he's they, the uh, guy. like they own him. Oh yeah, you know he went to LSU, not Ohio State. No, what Ohio State? What no? They think he's homegrown. No, you know he went to LSU. You know he went to LSU national champion. Probably the greatest college season ever. No, uh, we love us some Joe Burrow, and they definitely own the bandwagon around here. Think about
0: this. He was sacked seven hundred and eighty nine times last year. The Titans (laughs) sacked him nine times and he never gave up the fumble in the pocket as many times as people are swatting at that ball, as many times as he got hit last year. And yet that boy is comfortable in the pocket as if he's sitting there watching Netflix in his living room and he's just chilling (laughs) like a villain ready to be dealing to Jamar and Boyd and T. Higgins and the tight end and Joe Mixon out of the backfield. I'm telling you, boys, people have to accept the fact that the Chiefs are a good football team, but Patrick Mahomes is not Joe Burrows. Simple as that.
4: Well, and you know what, Brandon, I mean, I think like some people in the Northeast, obviously they're shocked. Man, the Bengals went to Buffalo and humbled them. Did they kick their ass? No, the, the I mean, game, how it
3: ended, was, it was no indication no. of how dominant the Bengals were in that game. Yeah,
4: you know what? Oh, look at the inclement weather. Oh, this is like Buffalo weather. It freaking snows, it snows was in, in Cincinnati. Cincinnati too. Yeah, come on.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. It's listen, I, I actually, it's funny you guys say that. I actually had a significant amount of money on Cincinnati, and I'm watching TV and I have boys of mine that are down at the casino getting ready to watch the game, and Zach Taylor comes on, and they interview him 10 minutes for kickoff, and what about your offensive line? And he looks right at her and says, my offensive line, he says, my boys are going to be fine. We've worked on the depth of that offensive line, and I have 100% confidence that they're going to play the game of their life. I called <laughs> my boys at the casino and said, empty your pockets, get to the window, and unload on the Bengals' money line. We're fine here. And, and sure enough, they... They did exactly what they were going to do on Monday night. This team has swag right now. They have confidence right now. As Bobby will tell you, the film don't lie. What you put on tape Amen. doesn't lie. The big guy in this
4: guy, the big guy in this guy don't lie. Uh, no, no, that, lie. That, and they all—all all the players—we all watch the film, and it's not like uh, who you like or who you don't like. No, it's what actually happened, and it's very humbling. The NFL humbles you. I mean, you could say Josh Allen, this or that, and, you know, Buffalo, where they're at, and it could have been a feel good story considering the adversity they face. But the Bengals said, "Uh, we don't care about none of that. Uh, No, we we we, got to take care of our own business. Exactly.
3: You know, uh, we understand Buffalo's deal. We're right. taking care of owners. Brandon, one last question before we let you go. Uh, I think the most underrated part in, in these two games is just how good the Cincinnati defense is, especially mm-hmm. how well they're played in the second half of games. They've done a great job of adjusting to what they see in, this, in the first half and being able to combat what – is being thrown at them. They've done a great job situational play, but also adjustments for second half. It doesn't get enough ink or enough credit how good the Bengals' defense has played.
0: Yep. Everybody got thrown off by the Ravens game. That's a divisional opponent who right. knows you, and, and and you battle them three times a year, and it's a battle every time. Everybody got thrown off by that. This you know, you get to the playoffs, you get to this situation right here. It's matchups. How does Team A match up with Team B? What's our strength? What's your strength? And the weakness of the Kansas City Chiefs is their pass defense. Hello, Jamar. Hello, T. <laughs> Hello, Boyd. Go get him, Joe. Bengals are going to the Super Bowl.
3: Brandon, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. We really appreciate it. More information that can go on BrandonLang.com. All right, Brandon. Thank, thank you, you, man. Thank you, Brandon. We appreciate it. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870 right after this break.
2: Why? Why?
1: If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why?